All right, y'all. Welcome back. We have another episode of the Truth First Mission, State of the Church, Biblical Prophecy podcast and video cast session. We got Minister and Brother Derek Callett, Minister Sal Pacheco as well, and myself just discussing what we're seeing in this generation, in this time. We're trying to keep everything real time, what we're seeing on the headlines, what we're living, what we're around. Uh, it's no use of talking about things that happened years ago and not being able to apply it now in our lives and in our generation. We are in a drag out spiritual fight. Everything that you're seeing in the natural right now to the natural disasters, to the worship of the devil in public, in secular society, false religion and heresy in the church is because there is a spiritual war raging, but our natural eyes cannot see it. Or we cannot discern it and when if we're not walking in the spirit. We need to be in the spirit of the Lord to understand what's happening. Everything you see in the natural has a spiritual root to it and a spiritual component. And that's what we're seeing. So we want to touch on what we're seeing in our society from a spiritual standpoint. Not a secular one, not a uh, an angle using news, but from the spirit. What does the scripture say that we're seeing right now in our generation? And we want to go deep into that today. So I just want to start off with reading Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13 quickly, just to set the tone here. And then uh, Brother Hallie can chime in after that. And then Brother Sal. So Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I want to repeat that again for everybody listening. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And these days are evil. And having done all, I, uh, my thing is unstable. I can't even hear you guys. Nope. Let me uh, let me see something. Okay. But go ahead. I'm sorry, man. I don't want to interrupt the broadcast. I'll, I'll figure out what's going on. Okay. We. I hear you though. I hear you loud and clear. You hear him, Sal? Yeah, I could hear him. Okay. Okay. So it's mine that's that's cramping up. All right, but go ahead, bro. Sorry. No, it's all right. So we see that. In Ephesians 6, chapter, uh, verses 10 through 13, we're seeing that we need to put on some type of armor. If we have armor, that means that we are in a battle. Armor means we're in a battle. Uh, Brother Derek, from your standpoint this week with uh, the open worship of Satan in society, what we're seeing with uh, the satanic temple with abortion being out in the open, with false religion and heresy in the church. What is your take on this right now in this generation? Where do you think we're at right now and the type of urgency we should be coming forward as believers in Christ? Well, I think it's extremely urgent and I really do think it's a big deal because um, I think what, what we do at times as Christians is we forget about, you know, a lot of the lies that the devil brings, man. Um, 
we didn't get here overnight. That's clear. It didn't just happen because the devil just came down somewhere and just scooped everybody up. You know, this came from years and years of conditioning, you know, that that corrupt education system and the religious world. You know, we basically watched the devil come in and take our churches. We basically watched the devil come in and just, you know, what's the word I'm looking for instead of education? Um, you indoctrination. Know, indoctrinated. Thanks, Brother Sal. You know, um, our children and our society, man, through television, through Hollywood, just about everything, man. And, you know, people don't see these things as a threat. And I think in order for the church to truly be saved, we got to get back to Jesus and holy living. It means, man, there's some things we're going to have to turn off. There's some things as parents, they can't even tell their children today, man, because they're doing the same things. So, you know, we got to really ask ourselves, what side are we on, God or Baal? Because if it's the Lord, then there's some things, man, we got to drop that we may have the power of holiness. You see, the Holy Spirit will aid you, man, when you stand for God. So, I think we got to get back to a place of holy living, holy preaching, and we just can't allow anybody to come up in there teaching your kids any type of trash. When the church has lost its radical, you know, ways as far as man going in, being warriors for Christ, standing in the truth, not caring if you bring offense, because the bottom line is, man, we stand for Christ. Jesus says he is a rock of offense. So once we have become politically correct and then started caring about you know, how we look in society, man, that's when the church was lost. So, you know, it doesn't shock me today that you can have Satanism out in the open and it's being embraced and the church is just seeing like it's falling apart, like it's nothing, because we've had a steady diet of it. And I think that, you know, this is probably a really good time because we're going to find out who's saved and who's not. And whoever isn't saved, man, has got to move aside so the real saints can come to the forefront. You know, I don't care what generation you look at, bro, from the time of the change until now, there's been a lot of people, man, wasting God's time with foolishness when when really we should have been standing and like the Bible says, contending for the faith. You know, so that's what I think is really going on. The battle is hot and heavy. You know, the devil is everywhere, man. But we got to get back to holy living. That's the only way we're going to be able to deal with this. We can't tell our kids to stop doing things if we're watching R-rated movies and everything else because that power rests upon us as well, you know? Yep. Amen. 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 Yeah, Brother Sal. Yeah, well, I totally agree with what uh, what Derek just said, but, um, you know, we could elaborate a little bit on, on some other things, you know. Uh, I think that mostly the, the 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 devil right now is like the bull in the china cabinet man he he uh if you give him an inch he's gonna take a mile he's gonna take a, a thousand miles you know what i mean uh the problem is and 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 i could say this with certainty and and i was part of the problem being unsaved is that uh the church has done nothing to stop this. this, the church has uh, become weakened. The the church, the people of God, ha- have been told uh, that you can't judge, so so you can't say anything about anything. Who are you to say anything? You know, uh, your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. 
you know, you're, you're trying to push your religion on me. You're trying to push your uh, beliefs on me. Um, and Christians just fell for, for the okie doke. You know, Christians just went along to get along. And nobody had the guts to stand up and to stand up against sin. And nobody had the guts to stand up and, 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 and preach and teach the true teachings of Jesus Christ. Because, oh, you're offensive. I don't want to be offensive. And I, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to uh, make any waves. I don't want to do anything. I want to go along to get along. But you know what? Jesus Christ is a stone of offense. He's a stumbling block to those that are perishing. You know, it's not us that, that are going to cause the, the division. It's Jesus Christ that's going to cause the division because he said that he's going to bring, he didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. That's exactly what Jesus Christ said. If you have a problem with what I'm saying, it's because you have a problem with Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is a witness against you. Not me. I'm just a messenger. Jesus Christ is using me as a messenger. So yeah, if you attack me, you're shooting the messenger. You're, you're not going to get rid uh, of, uh, you're not going to get rid of the uh, conviction in your heart by silencing me because Jesus Christ is going to come to you 10 other ways. So yeah, the situation is dire right now. There's open uh, Satan worship. There's there's open drug use out in the streets. Drug use has become legal. Uh, the next thing is prostitution to become legal. Um, there's public nakedness, public drunkenness, um, homelessness. Uh, you know, all these things. Uh, child sex trafficking is a big one, you know. All these things that are happening, you know, uh, blood sacrifices, satanic rituals becoming normal. You know, that they, they do it like on the down low with like, uh, like effigies, you know, um, through like uh, spirit cooking. You know, they say, oh, uh, it, it's just like, a, like something that we do, but it's not real human flesh. But they, they arrange foods in the, in the shapes of bodies and they eat flesh. But that's just for public consumption. That is just an actual uh, thing that's going behind the scenes. They are actually sacrificing people to the devil, drinking their blood and eating their flesh. Yep. You know, that whole thing with the Balenciaga and, and, uh, and child sacrifice and all these things. Yep. The, the devil is just getting more brazen. Absolutely. You know, he, he, he's just, it's like, let me put it to you this way. It's like when I was a kid, man, I, I was a thief, man. I used to love, I used to get a kick out of just stealing things, you know, but I would, I would do it. Like I would plan things to, so that I could steal. But after a while, I just, I became so brazen that I would just walk in the store and just grab stuff and just start stuffing it in my pockets. That's what the devil's doing. After a while, he's just, <laughs> nobody's saying anything. Nobody's resisting me, so I might as well just do what I do. Yep. You know, put it all in the open, man. Yep. I mean, me. right now, um, it is an urgent time because we're in a time where once we see Satan worship out in the open, the Lord has to respond to that in some kind of way. 
Now we are we are we window of mercy somewhere along that line for the church to step forward. Those that are praying, fasting, praying for the nations they're under, but that window is closing and chastisements are going to come. You know, in, Levit in Leviticus 18, it talks about that the land is going to vomit you out. You know what I'm saying? The land is going to vomit you out. And there's a context when he says that. He's talking about abominations vomiting the inhabitants of the land. And a lot of people don't know that. And some people would argue and say, well, that's for the children of Israel. And that was from when they were given the land. But no, that's a spiritual principle that runs throughout time. And that's what we want to educate you on that. Whoever's watching us and listening to us, that that's a spiritual principle. That's not something that was just for the children of Israel because God had given them the land coming out of Egypt. That's a spiritual principle. You sow wickedness into a, a nation or the world. You reap, you sow into the wind, you're going to reap the whirlwind. That's just, that's just what's happening right now. So when you see o, say, open Satan worship in the Grammys, a satanic temple uh, uh, signing up for a 501c3, a tax exemption status, and then offering abortion uh, uh, type of uh, um, ways and, and different ways of, of aborting kids, under the constitution and under a first amendment right you we're on the precipice of being vomited out the land god is not gonna just sit there and we're not for we're not fanatical with god's judgment he's a god of judgment no he's a god of mercy because how long has he dealt with us how long has he dealt with us individually when we were stubborn right he's a god of mercy okay so we're not we're not over the top we're not over sensationalizing god's judgment but the full counsel and the full uh, the full gospel has to be preached. The full counsel of the gospel has to be preached. The fullness of it, right? God is loving, he's merciful, forgiving, but and he's long-suffering, but he's also a God of judgment, chastisement, and wrath. And when a, a society chooses in their own volition to worship the devil, that society is going to get vomited out. It's going to get vomited out their own land. And that's what we're close. We're close. I don't know dates. That's not my job is to come up with dates. But my job is to warn people. We are close to being vomited out this country in some kind of way. And it can happen in layers. It can happen in different type of tiers because God does that. And we see that in the nation of Israel. When they started worshiping the Baals, when they started worshiping Ashtaroth, we see that God even gave them time to repent. He gave them time. He sent what he, what the word says. He sent them prophets. He sent them prophets to say, turn from your wicked ways. And they didn't turn. The only one that turned, believe it or not, was a Gentile nation, the Assyrians in Nineveh. It bought them a hundred years. <laughs> it bought them a hundred years. They repented with sackcloth and ashes, which is a type of fasting. And they repented with a Jewish with Jonah, a Jewish prophet going to their land saying, you need to repent because God has pronounced the judgment on this land. And they, they, they heeded it. And us having Christian Judeo principles of some capacity of, of, of many people having Bibles in their homes, sitting around somewhere being taught about God and all that. We're just watching the Grammys and seeing open Satan worship and say, ah, this is normal. That's cute. Or that's, no, that's that's a society showing you what it is. It's been given over. God has given us over as a society. 
And as the Christian church, if you're paying attention as the body of Christ, the ecclesia, I'm not talking about religion and religious institutions, the called out ones. Right now is the time where we need to fight. We need to put on that armor that we read in Ephesians and say, no way. We're going to stand by the gate. We're going to stand in front of this gate and you're not going to come back and forth whenever you feel like it. You're going to be resisted. We're living in the times, like I was telling Brother Sal, the times of David, the times of Gideon, the times of Jephthah, the times of, um, what was that crazy, uh, Jehu, where you got to be crazy in the spirit, not crazy, you know, naturally, but crazy in the spirit, radical, where you're saying, no, enough is enough. You're not crossing this line no more. And we're going to come against the works of darkness in this generation. And that's the time now for the body of Christ to be praying and fasting, having a systematical way of fasting and praying has to happen. I don't know what more we need. I don't know what more we need to say, hey, we're living in a country that's been given over. There's only a matter of time that that the Lord is going to actually judge this country and it's going to make COVID-19 and 9-11 look like a pinprick straight up. So I don't know what we're waiting for as Christians, as the body of Christ to say, hey, you know what? I'm drawing a line in the I'm drawing a line in the sign. I'm drawing a line today, right now, and I'm coming against these forces. I'm standing by this gate with my sword, with my shield and my armor, and y'all not crossing here. And you'll start seeing other brothers, other sisters say, "You know what? Let me take my armor, and I'm coming against this gate because that's what it is." Remember, son, what Jesus said: the gates of hell will not prevail. Hell has gates, but also. In the spirit, nations and cities and towns, families, they got gates, right? If they're open, there's a breach and they're coming back and forth, crossing through back and forth. Why? You see the manifestation in human beings. You see human beings losing their mind. You see a guy like Sam Smith giving his vessel over to Satan. Sam Smith is the performer that performed that crazy song, Unholy, dressed up as the devil. Doesn't even know the devil doesn't have horns and a pitchfork. He's an angel of light. That's how stupid they are. They don't even know the real Lucifer. That's an angel of light. He don't come to you with, a, with horns and a pitchfork. He's laughing at them because they don't know his true nature. And eventually he's going he's gonna to kill these people. He's going to destroy them. We don't say that lightly like we're looking for that. They need prayer. People like Sam Smith and, and the man that he was with, that was a man, by the way, that was a transgender man that was with Sam Smith in that performance. And I heard most of those performers were transgenders they need prayer because they don't they don't know who they've given themselves over to they don't know that they're serving Baal the lord of darkness the lord of death that's who they're serving the lord of the opening the one that brings a uh, uh, sensual sex and blinds people with these things that's why we have pornography being uh, uh poured out on our on our way on our airwaves everywhere we look at it people with a stronghold uh, pornography having strongholds on people even christians and we have to break these chains over our lives we have to break these chains in the body of christ so we can become a viable fighting force to stand at the gate it's the gates folks in the spirit i'm talking about in the spirit it's the gates there's there's openings right now there's openings over families there's opening over lives opening over nations cities towns there's openings there's gates in the spirit that are open and you see these entities back and forth why you see the nature of the people. It's a manifestation of what's happening in the spiritual, crossing over into the natural. I mean, enough is enough already. I don't know about y'all, but 
it's getting me to a point where I'm getting violent in the spirit. The violent take it by force. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. What else is there? What else do we have left to do but to fight? We have nothing. Nothing at all, man. <laughs> well, that's why I want to I want to share two things. But that's why, you know, when we started out, you know, we were basically talking about holy living because, you know, it's the church itself that's bound. See, when the church is bound, man, we can forget about trying to reach people because the whole thing is we're not that far from them. Now, I'm not talking about individuals in Christ. Now, you know, we're saved, but I'm, I'm just saying as a thing, I want to bring up this one point. This is uh, Matthew 5 in verse 13. And Jesus says here, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. So when you look at that whole point, you got Satanism everywhere now because, you know, the church hasn't stood up and been the salt to preserve the ways of the Lord. And verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. The city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And when, you know, he says, neither do men light a candle and put it under bushels, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So let your light so shine that men may see your good works, that you may glorify your Father which is in heaven. So, okay, you move out the salt, it loses its savor, you take out the light, and basically, man, you got a dark, ignorant world that knows not Christ. So it's easy for the devil to just come in and do what he does. And that's why, you know, as saints, I know we do want to, man, just get out there. And I agree with you, brother Eric and so, man, praying violent in the spirit, fighting and all that, man. But, you know, it, it's got to come to a point where the church, we get back to holy living. We, you know, setting no wicked thing before your eyes, bringing no abominations into your house. You know, there's a lot of things, man. And, and, and I, I've been watching this thing over the past five years, I'm going to spare this for our listeners because I don't really want to say it and get into that controversy, but it always seems like certain times around the year, because there are people that are yielding and thinking that things are totally harmless, it is giving the devil power to go to the next level. So, you know, when it comes to holy living, to me, it's got to be all about Christ. It's got to really be about him, man. We've got to live and, 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 and pretty much, man, like, what does the Bible say? Hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know that we shall be filled to have his way. Because if you go to Joshua 7, I'm just going to go there real quick. I'm not going to take up a lot of time. I just want to make this one point. But if you go to Joshua 7, um, if I can find it real quick. Okay, verse, Joshua 7, look at verse 1. It says, but the children of Israel committed a trespass. In the accursed thing for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Now, you remember, guys, um, I don't have a lot of time to go into this. I'm trying to find the place real quick. But the children of Israel were defeated. Verse 6 says, And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide, and he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, At last, O Lord God, 
Wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwell on the other side of Jordan. O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? And basically, you know, when you go further down, I'm looking for it here, guys. But the Lord basically told Joshua, Israel had sinned. And he says, put away the accursed thing. I'm looking for the place when he says, you won't be able, uh, it's verse 13. It's verse 13. Thanks, man. It says, up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. So that's why, you know, we were talking about holiness, man, and, and truly seeking God. And, you know, I, I think honestly, as a church, we have definitely gone leaps and bounds with the Lord, but I don't think we have ever really got to a place of truly, and, I, and I'm speaking of all brothers and sisters in Christ, to truly embrace the essence of holiness. And what I mean by that is, you know, casting away wicked thoughts, watching wicked words that we speak, you know, selfishness we may have towards brothers and sisters, you know, just a a number of things. And I know we're not trying to go this way for the broadcast, but, you know, if we really embrace holiness, the Lord makes clear here, no way our enemies will stand before us. But I think in some ways, you know, and, and, and this is even to the best of us as Christians, there's areas that we're compromised. We may not see it, but there's areas, man, that we can't really give God all because of something that we're hooked to. You know, so I, I pray just like you, bro, Lord, show me those idols. Show me what the issues are, man. Why is it not, you know, like it should be? And I, I think, man, as as I know you've been getting set aside and Brother Sal's been set aside for the Lord, notice, man, that your boldness has increased, you know, because you're not hooked. You see what I'm saying? Yep. To a lot of stuff that would make you worried about losing your job or this or that or what if they get, man, you don't care. When you set aside for the Lord like Sal's doing, like you're doing, like I'm doing and other brothers and sisters out there. Man, that boldness comes with no issue whatsoever because you got no allegiance to it and you really do link up yourself with God where you want to see your enemies destroyed. And I'm not talking about flesh and blood. I'm talking about principalities and powers. So that's all I got right now. You know what? Uh, you're absolutely right about that, bro. You you are absolutely right. That's 100% right there. And there's a phrase, uh, you guys have probably heard it, that goes, those that forget history are doomed to repeat it. History will repeat itself, man. It's a vicious cycle. You see it all through the Bible. You know, uh, uh, people started going astray from God. People started uh, worshiping other gods. And what did God do? He, He gave them over to a reprobate mind they were taken over by by other he used other countries you know other kingdoms to come in to to destroy everything take them captive into captivity and so that they could learn to come back to god so that they could learn that god is the only one that has their best interest at heart 
But, you know, uh, we forget about that. You know, everybody want, uh, wants to forget about the Old Testament. But guess what? The Old Testament, uh, the New Testament wasn't even around in the days of the disciples, man. Yep. They were preaching Old Testament principles. Yep. It, it never went away. God said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and his word changes not. He's not a, a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent, man. And, and he's going to hold everybody accountable, yep. you know, because even, even in the book of Romans, I, I think it says, uh, don't, I can't quote it verbatim, but it says that, that even through the things that were created, those things are going to be a witness to those people that never heard the name of Christ because they, they had it in their knowledge. They had it in their mind and their thinking. Because of the things that were created, they will be without excuse. Amen. The conscience That's what's going to happen. Witness. Your conscience bears witness. Creation is a witness against people that are uh, atheists that say that there is no God. The fool says that there is no God. And you see creation in the order in creation that God is a God of order. He created human beings with order. Our systems, our bodily systems are in order. You take one of those parts out our whole body's breaking down. We need medical treatment fast, right? Everything is in perfect order. When you see the disorder, you know that that chaos is coming from the devil himself and his kingdom. He's a chaos. He's a chaos dragon, a chaos angel, a chaos being. Leviathan is a shadow and type of what? Chaos, right? And that's the enemy himself. He, that's the epitome of him. You had said something really uh, um, eye-opening here, Sal, about people forgetting and uh brother derek you see that there yeah i can see it okay uh -huh. it says here that the israelites the baal worship all right baal worship the word baal means lord and it also means husband who you're married to and people have to understand that if you're not married to christ you're not in an in-between state you're either scattering or gathering you're either Jesus is your Lord or the devil is your Lord. There's no in between. And we're not saying that to come down on you with heavy words, but it's the truth. If you're not under the blood of Jesus, you are worshiping the, the devil himself through your action. It says through your mind and its wicked works, right? Your mind is alienated from God, your mind, your thoughts, right? And it says here, bear worship prior to the monarchy, prior to the the kingly line of Israel. Upon coming in contact with the Canaanites, some Israelites began to worship Baal, a behavior that recurred many times, like Sal said, and always with calamitous results. Always with calamitous results. Numbers 25, one through nine, we won't read it now, records the first incident of the Israelites turning away from God and worshiping Baal. This passage, this passage, lists him as Baal Peor, the Lord of the opening, because Mount Peor was located in the vicinity of Israel's camp. A number of men, now listen to this, everybody. You're watching us. You're listening to us. Listen to this really closely. We're living in a perverse generation, a hypersexualized one. Listen to this. A number of men in the Israelite camp pursued the enticements of nearby Moabite women, devotees of Baal, who followed up sex, sex offerings to their God. The men that only participated in that ritual 
but they popularized it among the other Israelites, meaning the men partook and then they brought it into their society. God, who had already forbidden the Israelites from practicing idolatry, punished them with what? With a plague. The book of Judges describes the repetition of a cycle, like what Brother Sal said, going back and forth, back and forth, forgetting, forgetting the old ways, forgetting the things that God has blessed us with. God has blessed this country. God has blessed this country as this country has a wicked history as well. We are living in, we have some relative freedom, something that we can even be on a, on a line like this, preaching this. In other countries, we couldn't do this. They would knock on our door and drag us out. So we're, we're taking for granted the blessings of God as a nation. It says the book of Judges describes the repetition of a cycle, beginning with the apostasy. We did an episode called uh, the apostasy of the church. That means the falling away from revealed truth, right? Beginning with the apostasy from God in favor of what? The Baals, which resulted in oppression by what? Some foreign power. So the apostasy from God, worshiping the Baals, and it resulted in Israel being oppressed by some foreign power. That's eye-opening right there. And then it says, after their people repented of their idolatry, God sent the judge, that was God's chosen vessel, at that time in history, who liberated them and steered them away from Baal worship. So that's what we're seeing here. We're in a time of apostasy. We're in a time where even the church is worshiping the Baals. Even the people in the church worshiping the Baals. Yeah. Worshiping what we saw, what I just read there, the sexual enticements of the Gentile nations. That's what they're doing. That's what, that's what we're looking at right now. The stronghold of pornography, adultery, living in fornication, shacking up. These are the enticements of the Moabites from that, from that vernacular in that time in history. History does repeat itself, like Sal said. And you see what we just read. That article talked about it was a cycle. An apostasy came, and then a foreign power came and oppressed the children of Israel. That's a shadow and type of nations that turned their back on God. A nation that turns their back on God turns into hell, turns into Hades, turns into Sheol, the, the land of the dead. And folks, if we're not seeing that right now in our generation, then we're truly, we're truly in a delusion. We're dealing with cognitive dissonance. We're in denial because yeah. our country has been turned into Hades, into the land of the dead. Everywhere you see it. Now, like Brother Derek said, what is the remedy? First in the body of Christ is holy living. The reason why the, the, the children of Israel, when they were taking the land with Joshua and they lost that battle against AI, one of the smallest towns, they just beat Jericho, knocked down those walls. They, they, they were obedient to God, knocked down the walls. They go to little AI. Joshua doesn't even dispatch the whole military, bro. He, dispatch, <laughs> he dispatches a third. Man, go yeah. take 10,000 guys and we got AI. This guy's small. Man, they got whooped. Why? There was an unclean thing, an abomination in the camp, within, within. And that happens within a corporate group, the body of Christ as a whole right now. It happens in local congregations. It happens in families, but then it happens individually. As a Christian, what are you watching? What are you listening to? How are you walking? You see, holy living. If we want victory over our enemies, 
we do got to live in a holy way because the devil does not respect human flesh. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. There's no way we can do battle in the flesh at all. It does not work. This is his realm. This is the enemy's realm, the flesh, the realm of the senses, what you see, what you hear, what you touch, what you taste. The only way you can meet him is in the spirit. And the only thing he's respecting is a holy person that's filled with the Holy Spirit that knows how to wield the word of God and that's not living a hypocritical life. And that's what we need to get back to. It starts with the church, with the body of Christ. You see a nation, look at the church. You see a nation, look at the body of Christ within that society. And it'll tell you what's happening within that body of Christ, in that church, in that nation, excuse me. And unfortunately, we see division everywhere. I mean, even bringing this up, you know, this topic about the Grammys, and I posted that even with Chandler Moore from Maverick City, uh, uh, Kurt Franklin, you know, these guys, they're basically sold out to the world. They're in cahoots with the enemy. And people are like, why are you glorifying the enemy? And why are you glorifying Satan? And who cares? And who? why are we supposed to be surprised? And well, then what are we doing about it, right? If it's like that, then what are we doing about it? So people are attacking me, which I don't really care because I'm not here to people, please. But people are, people are attacking me. Why don't you attack the enemy? Why don't you say, you know what, man? Let me get a group of, of people to just to pray against this right now in Jesus' name, right? But you're, you're, we scroll through Facebook, and what happens is we become critical. Like what Brother Derek said, there's things in us still that are fleshly. And we become critical of everything. Oh, this brother, this sister, uh, 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 uh. Man, we need to hit our knees and get with other people to say, hey, we need to come against this in the spirit. Hey, which one? You guys are dealing with issues, man. Repent of these things. Confess them. Let's get moving. We're in a drag out fight. You read the article. You heard whoever's listening to us or watching us. You saw it. You read it. Or you heard it. A foreign power came to oppress the children of Israel. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. When you got sodomy and transgenderism, all these uh, uh, critical race theory in our, in our military, diversity, all these crazy things in our military, that just shows you that we are a confused nation. We're a nation under confusion. That's the and part of the curse. That's a part of the curse. And we're, we're, actually, we're actually ripe for foreign power to come upon us. And let me tell you, none of us have dealt with that. None of us have, have seen a foreign military in our streets giving us curfews and all that. And, and this, you know, people don't, they oh, that's far off. That's crazy. That's not really crazy because we're showing you history, cyclical history, how God dealt with other nations. Do some history. I want everybody, I, I challenge people, do your history research on the greatest military powers and empires of humanity. And what happened? They all got taken over by the next empire that came because what? They sowed into the wind and they reaped the whirlwind. It was only a matter of time till they got ran over. And it was, they oppressed God's people and they got ran over. God's people within that midst of that empire were, were also wicked. They got ran over. So we're in a time that we have to realize that in history, we're in a time right now where we can be overtaken by a foreign power. We're already overtaken by many demonic powers in many uh, Christian circles. We're ordaining homosexuals in some denominations and all that. I mean, 
We got drag queen hour in, in, in churches now too. Man, we are in urgent times right now and we need to fight. And that's why we do these episodes is to stir people up to the fight. You need to stir yourself up in the fight. If you're lukewarm and you're struggling with comfort, you need to, you need to wrestle that off of you because that's the spirit. That is a spirit that has you bound to stay, to basically stay dormant. None of us are dormant here. Why? Because we see the urgency and we care about people. While we might look like we're coming hard with the sword, it's really because we love people and we're tired of seeing people destroyed. We're tired of seeing that homeless guy on the corner talking to himself, going crazy. We're tired of seeing that young man or that young woman want to mutilate themselves because the society is telling them you can be, you can be gender fluid. We're tired of Satan being openly worshipped in, in the Grammys and everybody clapping like this is cool. We're tired of that. Why? Because people don't understand that they're giving themselves over to death. A nation, a nation that turns their back on God turns into hell. Haiti, Sheol, the land of the dead. And folks, we are in urgent times. We are ur- in urgent times. I'm going to let my brother speak. That's all I got right now. Man, it's... Well, yeah, man. You know, as I was listening to you talk, it just, you know, really reminded me of what Leonard Ravenhill, you know, great prophet of God, you know, he was a part of, I believe it was the 1926, yeah, uh, what was it, the Wales uh, Revival. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was actually involved in two of them, actually. And um, he just, all his life, after seeing what revival does to a church, you know, because a lot of people get, you know, revival mixed up with evangelism. You know, evangelism is the work of the church in the world, but revival is the work of God in the church, mm-hmm. you know. And and what he saw, he said, man, it was just really awesome how, man, people would just catch fire full of the spirit, man. And he preached that all his life and he wanted God to do one more in his lifetime, but it didn't come. And he said, you know what the biggest thing is? You know, because a lot of people say the world needs God. He said, no, that's not true. The church does. He says, if the church gets God, the world will soon feel it. You know, so he he felt that way, man, towards the end of his life. He died with a broken heart. But what he really wanted to preach was repentance, man, and and, and getting right, man, and, and truly hungering and thirsting for the Lord at this time, because you guys are right, man. You know, there's already Chinese troops in this country. There's already Russian troops in this country. They're, they've got the borders. You, and you see all these lies that people are talking about. Oh, well, things are going to get better. And you no, know, we get the right man in office. He's going to do something. Guys, your country has already sold you out. Your government has already sold you out. They're going to cut this corporation up like a big turkey. That's what the United States is. And they've already bought it. They paid for it and they're coming for it. So when people sit around and think, oh, well, I don't need to come to God. I can just trust in my government. You better get to Jesus. Because like my brother Sal and brother Eric said, anything that's outside of Jesus is pure Satanism. And that's what's really going on right now. So this country is no doubt going to be taken over. I suggest that people repent. They get down on their knees and they cry out to God. They make something right because it's coming. It's coming. And, and, and how you deal with it will determine whether or not you are repentant and you come to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
it's already in motion, man. I mean, this thing can break at the at the you know the breaking of a thread. It's that close, man. It's that on the brink. Our economy is almost gone. You got all these things happening. People better wake up because these are the things that Jesus says would come. It's coming. So we better get right and we better turn to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And and to add to that, um, you know, the word of God says that judgment starts in the house of God. So before this country gets judged, I can guarantee you with boldness because of the word of God that that uh, uh, the house of God, the church is going to be judged first. Because what? Because of the same thing that they were telling you, Brother Eric. Like, why do you have to come against these people? You know, what what they do to you? You know, the, these lukewarm Christians that, that, that are pointing the finger at these so-called Christian artists that are at this filth you know, watching the satanic ritual go on and they're, they're okay with it. Yeah. Nah, bro. You know what? We, we got to raise our voices even louder now in this hour, you know, regardless of what people think of us, we, we have to cast all care aside about our reputation, what people think of us because the, the court of public opinion is, is not going to get us into heaven. It's the courts of heaven that are going to allow us to get into heaven. And you know what happens? To, to to us if we don't say anything look check this out looking looking uh if you look at isaiah uh chapter 56 it says starting in verse 10 it says his watchmen are blind they are all ignorant they are all dumb dogs they cannot bark sleeping lying down loving to slumber yeah. yea they are greedy dogs which can never have enough and they are shepherds that cannot understand they all look their own way everyone for his gain from his quarter come ye say they i will fetch wine and i will fill and we will fill ourselves with strong drink and tomorrow shall be as this day and much more abundant see what they're doing the leadership is getting drunk. They're like dumb, mute dogs that don't say anything. They're greedy. Uh, uh, they, they're getting drunk. They're, they're looking for much abundance in the future when it's all a trick of the devil, and that's not even coming to them. It's not coming because yeah. they, they have forsaken the word of the Lord. They have forsaken the commandments of Jesus Christ. They have forsaken their their duty. And, and and they have uh, uh, committed dereliction of duty. And you know what happens in the military when you, when there's dereliction of duty or or treason. The ultimate the ultimate uh, penalty for that is death. Yep. Yep. Amen. Amen. I mean, when you have most churches. And most people in the body of Christ not rising up with one voice and saying, hey, this cannot be tolerated in our We're not going to tolerate this in our society is because they are compromised. They don't have the zeal of the father's house. Or Jesus said, the zeal of my father's house eats me up. It's because he was the Lord of righteousness. Amen. He, tra he transfers that up to us. He transfers that to us as we're his children. If we're willing to be obedient and follow his ways, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. If we're following Christ, 
that authority, that boldness, that zeal for the father's house eats us up and we get sent out to, to basically face down the enemy and to confront them. Just the way David came. And I remember, um, I think it was, uh, I think it was you, brother. So we were talking about this, right? Where David comes as a little shepherd boy. He's bringing cheese and figs. <laughs> He's bringing the yeah. cheese and figs. You can ride with the mules. You know what I'm saying? I, I can see it in my mind. He's bringing all that stuff. His father goes, oh, go check on your brothers, right? Go check on Saul's army. And here's little David coming from the from the sheepfold, fighting bears and lions and all that, which he was being trained up. And he's bringing the cheese and all that to his brothers. And he's hearing Goliath, the giant, cursing God and his people. And he says, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Who is this filthy, wicked Philistine, this uncircumcised Philistine, unclean Philistine cursing the Lord of hosts? And everybody's mad at David now because what? He got zeal. Everybody's frozen. Everybody's scared. Everybody's stuck. <laughs> yep. Saul's a type of religious structure that doesn't move forward, right? And everybody's just scared. Nobody wants to come out and meet Goliath. David raises up and his own brothers. That's the shadow and type of what we're talking about here. People yeah. within the body of Christ coming against us or coming against watchmen in general. People, you know, raising up their voice, sounding their, sounding their voice like a trumpet, saying, who are you? You're full of pride. That's what, that's what his brothers told him. You're full of pride. Who, who do you think you are coming to the battle? We know what you want to do. And David said, no, I'm cutting this guy's head off. And I'm paraphrasing this, obviously. I'm not going to go into the, the reading it out loud, but this is what happened. His own brothers try to curse him and tell him, no, you got pride and you got all this. That's why you're coming down here to take our glory. But yet they were frozen, stuck in time, scared when Goliath was cursing at them. And he was cursing the God of Israel. And then even with that, when he said, when David decided to go forward, Saul tried to give him his armor. Man, take this armor. I'm going to tell you something. You need to get some new armor. Some of, some of the people listening, some of the people watching, you need some new armor. Because wherever you're at, the armor's not being sharpened. The sword is not being sharpened. The shield, you had to put oil on your shield. During those days, there was oil. That's how the shield was kept with oil. What's the oil? A type of the Holy Spirit. And what do we do with the shield? We quench every fiery dart that comes what? At our minds. So all of a sudden now, you're in a place where your armor is not being sharpened. You're not protecting it. You're not keeping it. And what it is, is Saul's armor. It's heavy. It's bulky. It does, it's not good for battle, especially this kind of battle. Goliath was a certain type of, a, a shadowing type of a certain type of principality and power that we're seeing in our own generation. He's that type of giant cursing the people of God. What do you think the Grammys, what do you think that satanic temple in uh, New Mexico wanted to abort babies? They call they call it the Sam Alito uh, clinic or something, mocking the guy that voted uh, Roe v. Wade down, right? As a mocking, because anything that had to do with any type of righteousness, any little victory, they're like, man, we're going to curse that. But we're over here just laid back while we're worried about Satan. Let's glorify Jesus. Well, folks, Joshua had the land. God gave the children of Israel the land already. They had it. It was theirs. But did he not tell them, go town by town, city by city, village by village, and leave nothing behind. Kill every woman, 
every man and child. Now, there's there's a scriptural reason for that. We're not going to go into that. They were under the ban. It was a holy war. That's the same thing he's asking us to do. Spiritually, not naturally, spiritually, to go in and seize the land, take ground. This is not just going to come to us. We got to go city by city, town by town, nation by nation. But it also what it starts with, it starts with us. We got to go inside, start with the inside. There's an inherent, we got to cross the Jordan in our inner man before we can be sent out. Because how can we be liberators when we're still bound to things? And that's the devil's A game is to keep us bound as Christians. Yeah, you can get saved, but if you're bound, you're going to be useless in the war. And the war's ramping up. We're in a very intense spiritual war because the mind is being bombarded every day. We got to put on that helmet. So if you're bound to anything, a person, a thing, an idol, a way of thinking, you're going to be ineffective. And we are in a spiritual warfare footing. And Goliath is what? He's cursing the people of God. He's cursing. Because that's what you see on national TV. That's what you see in New Mexico. That's what you see in different pockets. Uh, uh, transgender story, uh, story time. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is crazy stuff happening. And nobody says nothing. No, enough is enough. Get yourself free. Get yourself free. Stop watching the porn. Stop the fornication, the drinking, the smoking, the, the, you know, the hatred, the unforgiveness, the backbiting and bitterness and say, Lord, cleanse me and send me out into the harvest. That's why even Jesus says, hey, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few because he knows people stay bound. He knew that. You know, we have to we have to we have to be able to be set free. We have to be able to let sanctification have its process in us and walk that walk. And hey, it's hard. Yeah, it's difficult because he goes into us and he cuts into us with his word. The word is a double edged sword. That's what the word is. It's a double edged sword. It's going to it's going to do some spiritual surgery. Let it happen, because right now your kids, your generations our generation depends on it. The next generation depends on it. And one thing I see now is that the next generation is stepping up. I know brother Derek is dealing with the next generation. Sal is raising up his children in the ways of the Lord. I'm seeing a lot of young men being raised up. There's something about this next generation. I call it the Joshua generation that is being raised up to what? Confront the giants. Because even David was a young boy. He wasn't a full grown adult. He was still a young boy. It was that generation that he said, man, I'm going to confront the giant. And all the religious folks and all Saul's army was just quiet still. Amen. Amen. I, I want to even go back to what Sal brought up here in um, Isaiah 56. When he talks about the watchmen are blind, because if anybody thinks that, you know, they're not asleep and I'm good and uh, I'm all that. Man, if you read these words when he talks about they're ignorant, they're dumb dogs, they cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. But then he says in verse 11, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. And he says they all look to their own way, everyone for his gain from his quarter. That would be, you know, describing much of what you see today in the church. Every man for his gain from his quarter, for his quarter. So you see everybody's doing what they want to do instead of like what you were bringing up, Brother Eric, about fighting together as a body. 
You see, and until we get through that seeking my own gain, man, that's when we're going to really move, you know? And, and I know that this is based on, you know, the Satanism in the world, how it is, but I also see many of the tricks that Satan is doing to break up the body, man. I see what he's doing. There are some things that we are all called to particular assignments. We know that, you know, what God is doing and he switches it up season to season, but we should be in many ways a community, man. You know, there's no reason why, you know, where Sal is in Cali, if he needed resources or whatever, man, to go and do whatever, why he should be able to make a phone call and man, not just, you know, money, but manpower should be on the scene. All right, brother, how many, how many guys you need? You know what I mean? What you got going on? All right, man, we're with you. We're there to back you up. But you see, if everybody believes, nah, this is my thing. This is where it's happening. This is where it's going. This is where it's supposed to be. Then the truth of the matter is, man, you're really drunk. You're really blind, man. You're basically saying that this finger right here is what is necessary while the whole body dies. Yep. That's insanity, man. We we really have to take this thing to where God sees it, that we can all grow and we can all move forward in the Lord. But when he says every man for his gain from his quarter, man, that's that, look at all these denominations, man. Look at all this doctrine that people are believing are the right ways. Look at how brothers in Christ think that I'm more important than what I got going on and what anybody else is doing. And what does he say about these individuals? They are blind watchmen because I believe anybody that fights his brother, all right, anybody that's that's you know going on the offensive and attacking, anybody still looking in flesh and blood is is really blind, man. Mm -hmm. You're really blind if you're still looking in flesh and blood because the truth is, like you started this thing out. Hey, man, it's all about we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. So anybody, man, staying focused on flesh and blood and carnal things and this and that. Man, you definitely are asleep. No question about it. You know, that that's a big fight, man. But you're right about the Satanism and all that. But I'm just saying, that's one of the tactics that the devil uses. Man, and whenever we can truly get out of ourselves, and that's what King Saul was. They had their army until Goliath showed up. You're right, bro. You're right, man. It took an outsider like David, next generation, to come in and do it. It's a lot of rhetoric today, man. You know, there's a lot of talk about, man, we need to do this and do that. But the truth is, man, I think until we get together, man, and really do what God says, you ain't going to really hear from heaven, man, the way he wants us to. Mm -hmm. Some people talk about crossing the Jordan River. You know, I sit back and think about it. You don't know how to cross the Jordan River because if you did, you would have left already. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it's just one of them things to look at, man. All right, you crossing. All right, man, go ahead, cross. But the truth is, man, we're all being led in this thing. God is using us. And I agree with Brother Eric and Sal. He's going after this next generation, man, because it's got to be a group of people that don't care about work, that don't care about money, don't care about making their status in the world, don't care about being better than others. Man, this next army is going to be serious because they're going to be a generation with no hope except Jesus. Yep. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. I just want to go back to where we're even right where we started in, in the book of Ephesians, you know, uh, it, it's talking about the full armor of God. And he's telling this to believers, you know, to to put on their full armor that they may be able to stand all these things because were they wrestling against flesh and we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. But it says right here, it says, take up unto you the whole armor of God that you may be, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. That word withstand right here, Let's take a let's let's take a look at this word word withstand. What it says, uh, the word withstand, withstand. It says, withstand. Uh, number one, a to stand up against, to oppose. With firm determination, especially to resist successfully. B, to proof to be proof against, to resist the effect of. You see what I mean? The, the those definitions right there says that we have to resist successfully. We have to stand up against something. What are we standing up against? We're standing up against evil. If somebody is accusing you. For standing up against evil, you better believe that they're standing against you. Yep. You know what I mean? Because if you're standing against evil and they're rebuking you for exposing evil, you're the salt of the world, the, the salt of the earth, and you're putting forth salt from your mouth, and it's landing on them. They got open sores. They got open wounds. That's why they're coming against you the way that they are. That's why they're they're saying, hey, look, they're they're like uh, Ahab when when he told uh, Elijah, hey, are you the one that's troubling Israel? Yeah. When it's you're the you're the one that's troubling Israel, and you're accusing me <laughs> uh, of troubling Israel, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. We need a new heavenly vision, and and that's the that's the thing. You know, because Satanism is all over the place, man. And as much as we do things in Christ, man, we don't really have that. We, you know, I'm not going to say we don't have the power to come up against it, but we're not organized like Satan's army is. Oh, yeah. And that's why they're thriving. We need organization. We truly need organization. And, And that's the way that I think that God wants it to move. Just how we're all on here together, you know, with the same grievance, seeing the devil doing the same thing. All of us live in different towns and we all got the same story. And that's why I think there needs to be amalgamation, man. We got plenty to agree on and pray for. Yep. Totally. Yep. I agree. Uh, I think the time for, you know, schisms and splits and and people trying to, um, just kind of be seen on themselves that time is over we have to come in know who we are in christ have our identity solidified know who we are know who we are in the body whether we're a teacher prophet apostle you know i'm saying pastor whether we have gifts of of mercy gifts of tongues interpretations miracles etc know our place 
and work with others that complement our gifts to win souls, bring them in. Look, one person is, evangel- is an evangelist. He brings them in. The other one scales the fish. You know what I'm saying? He's the teacher. He teaches them the word. Another one's a shepherd. He He's guiding them. He's keeping them in the pen. You know what I'm saying? Like evan- an evangelist is not going to be a, really a shepherd. He's going to be out there on the front lines, bringing them in. The teacher's going to be teaching the word verse by verse, precept upon precept, here, the, here a little, there a little. That's his job. And then you got the shepherd that's going to keep them, that's going to be there to comfort them, to, to grant them guidance. We need those parts operating in unison, because if not, then how we, how we're going to win this battle? Satan's kingdom is so organized that you can come from one country. You can live in one country, go to another country and still have the same oppressed demons with you. Why? Because those demons are operating in that other country. It's an organized structure. And they talk to each other. Hey, don't let that guy go. He's mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like this is how the kingdom of darkness operates. It's a, it's a structured kingdom that has the world literally covered. And they know what they're doing. They know when somebody's moving and there's an oppression, even a country. Hey, that country's ours. You know, they're trying to make moves over there. No, you just cut that off. They know what they're doing. Talk, yeah, talk about the World Wide Web, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're right, bro. And another thing that the kingdom of darkness does, and we're definitely, by talking about this, guys, we're not glorifying the devil. No. Nah. Um, we're nah. just basically talking about, you know, what needs to be, man. And one thing they do is, is they invest in the next generation. Mm-hmm. See, they got such a hatred for our God that they are willing to spend as much money as possible. They are willing to do whatever it takes. You, do you know how long it takes uh, sometimes the devil man and these Freemasons and other groups to infiltrate churches? Man, it could take 20 years. Mm-hmm. They can put people in the midst that come in as a little choir boy, nothing, carrying the dish, doing all this stuff, and he'll stay there and grow in the ranks. But being totally faithful to where he came from, he knows what his assignment is. I get some power. I get some influence. We manage to move out the the preacher that's running things, and we take over the show. So, you know, you got some that will dedicate 25 years in a Holy Ghost-filled church to see it topple. Oh, the pastor's going to die one day, but he's my right-hand man. I'm his right-hand man. So I know when he goes... If I play the game long enough and good enough, I'll be his successor. And what am I going to bring in? New doctrine. These people are dedicated, man. They hate your God that much. They hate church. They hate, uh, you know, the togetherness of brothers in Christ. They hate to see love. Man, they will do what it takes to come in and to make and to gain the advantage by, by any means necessary. They'll bring in a secretary to come and help out a pastor, and she'll be there doing great and, you know, praise the Lord. And one day she'll get him sexually compromised and then say, I'm going to tell whatever I'm taking over the church. You see, they will do what it takes. I know they use dirty means, but I'm just saying, as far as us Christians are concerned, man, we should have the same dedication to see Jesus Christ crowned king that we will be willing to go wherever it takes, preach whatever it takes. Man, never mind, I may go to jail over here for saying this. Man, what's going to happen to the people that just heard that seed? 
Yep. We got to protect the seed. We got to protect the lineage. That's yep. what it's about. We worried about selves. I may go to jail. They may think this of me. Okay, well, you might in fact go to jail. But the 20 people that just heard that message, they had the spirit of God fall upon them. They just multiplied into 200 in three months. You see, we we, we got to start thinking in terms of Jesus, his, yep. the kingdom of God, not us. Yep. Yep. That's the law of multiplication. And, you know, uh, an, another thing I wanted to bring up is that, you know, the devil always uses the same old tricks, man. Uh, what, what he's doing to the culture, he's circumventing, trying to, like Brother Derek said, trying to infiltrate the church and all that. What he's doing is is the same thing that he used in Nazi Germany. Let me, let me read you this quote from Adolf Hitler. It says, these boys and girls enter our organizations at 10 years of age, and often for the first time they get a little fresh air. After four years of the young of the young folk, they go on to the Hitler youth, where we have them for another four years. And even if they are still not complete national socialists, they go to labor service and are smoothed out there for another six seven months and whatever class consciousness or social status might still be left, the Wehrmacht, the German armed forces, will take care of that. See, Hitler knew that in order to change the culture, he had to get to the youth because the old people are, are on their way out. And that's exactly what the devil's doing right now. That's why he's entering and infiltrating the school system at, at, at the age of kindergarten age, you know, trying to teach all these perverted things. And, and just cutting God off right at the root. You know, that's the same as the parable, you know, uh, when when the seed is sown and, and the birds come to pluck it out right away, that, that's the same principle. That's what he's doing, man. Yep. I want to read Isaiah 62, verse 6 through 10. And it says, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. That's a, a shadowing type of the church. God's house, his people, they shall never hold their peace day and night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest till he establishes and till he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Folks, we ain't going to rest until God is praised on the earth again. Amen. That's it right there. And it says, the Lord has sworn by his right hand. And by the arm of his strength, which is Jesus Christ, surely I will no longer give your grain as food for your enemies. And the sons of the foreigner shall not drink your new wine for which you have labored. But those who have gathered it shall eat it and praise the Lord. And this is a key verse right here. Those who have brought it together in unity shall drink it in my holy courts those who bring it and brought it together. And the last verse here says, go through, and like what we talked about earlier, go through what? Go through the gates. Go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Take out the stones. Lift up a banner for the peoples. Indeed, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the world. Say to the daughter of Zion, Surely your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. They shall call them 
the what? What Derek was talking about. The holy people. Mm -hmm. A distinction from the clean and the unclean. Mm -hmm. The holy people. The redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Mm -hmm. our, our, our holiness, not in ourselves, in the righteousness of Christ, is going to, in this dark time, is going to draw people. What it says, you're going to be called what? Sought out. And this is talking about Christ. But remember who lives in us. If you're a born-again believer, baptized in the spirit, you have Christ living in you. And these scriptures are for you. You're going to be called sought out. Why? Because you're, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to sanctify you. Sanctify yourself. What he told Joshua, the children of Israel, sanctify yourself because tomorrow you're going to face your enemies. Sanctify yourself. And I will question for everybody listening and watching. If you're in the body of Christ, are you willing to allow God to sanctify you? Are you willing to go through the gates and prepare the way for the people? And he's not talking about natural gates. He's talking about spiritual gates. You're going to have to meet the enemy at the gate. He's, he's already walking through back and forth at the gates. That's where he's at. That's why we're seeing what we're seeing. You know, children are gates. Why? Because they have, they have a generation ahead of them. They have years ahead of them. So they're going to set society in, in, in order, right? A five-year-old, eight-year-old, 10-year-old, as they learn and they grow up, if they become lawmakers, police officers, people that are productive in society, they're going to set the tone. There's a gate there. Mm -hmm. They're going to bring forth what they've been learning. Mm -hmm. Are we able to go into that gate and prepare the way? And like he said, lift up a banner for the peoples. Who's that banner? That banner is Christ. That's a, Jesus Christ. That's the type of a, of a warfare. When, they, when, when you read the Old Testament, it talks about lift up a banner, lift up a standard. That's in the middle of war. When you lift up the standard, everybody goes to that place right there and they regroup and then they launch out for attack. Do it. Do, we're not exaggerating this. That's what it means. That could be backed up with John 3. You there know, you it says, uh, yeah, let me go there real quick. This uh, this will back up 100% what Brother Eric is saying about John 3. And he said, the Lord is that standard because he says, uh, let's see. I think it's verse 12. Uh, no, verse 14. And it says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believe on him should not perish, but should have eternal life. So, you know, um, at the, I believe it's in John 12, maybe, where it says, uh, the, the Lord says, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men Ooh. unto me. Amen. So if Christ be lifted up, all men will be drawn unto Christ. And that's what we need, man, more than anything in this hour. But you're right, man, about the Satanism. That just confirmed with all those so-called religious leaders that were at the Grammys. I didn't watch it because I knew it was going to be satanic regardless. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the whole thing is, why were they all there? All your gospel singers, all these people you think are full of the spirit. What were they doing sitting there watching it? Man, they're a part of it. The devil don't give out money like that unless you're a part of the system. Yep. So, you know, it's going to be a real eye-opener. And I love what Steve, Steve Quayle said, that the Lord gave him a prophecy one day. But he said, before this nation is judged, that God would show this nation the sins of its leaders. And yep. that's what you're saying. It's no coincidence all this stuff is coming out. It's not about 
you know, myth busters and, you know, trying to find conspiracy. No, God is allowing it. The devil knows in order for him to go to the next level, he's got to expose to the people what is going on. And if you're too delusional to see it, then that's on you. That's a part of the Kabbalah faith that they believe that if they show you something, even if you don't even understand what it was you just saw, they believe that they're exempt from karma. I believe that's something between the devil and God to some degree, that the devil just can't act in a sneak attack. He's got to show his hand. Yep. Yep. You know, and and people see it, but they don't care. So God is showing this nation the sins of its leaders. He's showing you the sins of the politicians, the sins of the religious leaders, the sins of your so-called celebrities that people look up to. He's showing it, man. And, and, and it's for those who can see. Yep. You know what? Let me add something real quick to that, bro, because something clicked in my mind when you said that, because uh, about the Kabbalah and about they have to let you know what they're doing. You know, uh, two things. One, if you ever watched those vampire movies, a, a vampire couldn't come into your house unless you invited them in. Yep. Right. Number two. Uh, what was I going to say? The. The symbolism and all the stuff that they use, all the secret uh, meanings and all the secret symbols and all of that, that's pretty much all just like fine print on a contract, bro. If you subscribe to it, if you sign on to it, you were you were held to that contract, whether you knew about it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fine print. Mm-hmm. And the devil will use that as legal right and he'll win every time. The devil is a legalist. He needs legal rights access he needs a legal right to invade a person a person's vessel a person's life he needs legal rights to come into your family and he he needs legal rights to come into your neighborhood your community and eventually a nation and usually blood the shedding of blood of innocent blood is that thing he can cross over it allows him to cross over it's a legality and he he even accuses us based on legality that's what he's doing to the U.S., folks. We're worshiping him out in the open. And he's telling God, you see, judge them. He did it to the nation of Israel. Zechariah 3, verse 1. And it says, Zechariah was shown a vision in heaven. These were the children of Israel coming back from exile from Babylon. And they were building up the temple. They were building up the city of Jerusalem. And then The Lord showed Zechariah what was happening in the spiritual realm. And look what he said. He says in uh, chapter three, verse one in Zechariah, he says, then he showed me Joshua, the high priest. That was the religious leader at that time. We're not talking about Joshua from the book of Joshua standing before the angel of the Lord and who Satan standing at his right hand to what oppose him to accuse him. And the Lord said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. And then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him saying, this is the Lord speaking, take away the filthy garments from them. And to him, he said, see, I have removed your iniquity from you. I will clothe you with rich robes. And this is what Zachariah said. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head, which is a sign of authority. See, God is the only one that can cleanse us. It happens on an individual level. If we're looking for revival, 
And if we're looking to fight the enemy at the gates, which that's where he's at, it starts with us taking the filthy garments off, putting clean garments and a clean turban, which is a sign of authority. That's what that turban means, a sign of authority. And the only authority we can get is through Christ. Because what? We're living a separated holy life. The legal right, the enemy knows how to get in through legal rights. That's what he was doing in the, ch the children of Israel right here. They were already on the land. They were already there building the temple, building the city. But the enemy was saying, wait a minute, they worshiped idols. And he was opposing what? The religious leader at the time. He was opposing him first because he knew you guys, you priests were hiding and worshiping idols in the house of the Lord. So he was bringing that legality up again. And that's what's happening to us as a, as a country. We're worshiping, say, we're worshiping him, worshiping the devil out in the open, in the church, through uh, witchcraft and Baal worship and false doctrine and heresy. And he's accusing us, first, the body of Christ, because we're the only one that can do damage to him and fight at the gates, the spiritual gates of a society. And he's accusing us. So what do we have to do? There's, there's something we have to do. We don't, we're not saved by works, but we do have to agree with the spirit. And we have to yield up our will to the spirit and follow and be obedient and say, Lord, if I got some filthy garments, read the read the read the letter to the church of uh, Sardis. He said those that have soiled their garments. There was people in that church in Sardis that have filthy garments. They had garments on. That's the garments of salvation. But they were dirty. And he said those that have soiled. Those garments, they're not going to be with me in white because they soiled them. But there's always a way out. If you've soiled your garments, you can get them clean. Like what he, he this is what he told Joshua. Yeah, you soiled. Yeah, you got filthy garments, but come here. I'm going to remove that iniquity from you and put on clean garments. And I'm putting on the turban, which is authority. And what, what the devil was doing, he was accusing. And that's what we're under right now. We're under the accusation of the enemy as a country even as a church in this country, because what we've been, we, we've given ourselves over to witchcraft, idols, false doctrine and heresy, division, right? We're not supposed to be divided. We're supposed to be loving on one another, supporting one another, encouraging one another. But yet what? We like division. We like, it's my way, my ministry, my church, my, my this, my that. Nah, man, we are being, we're, we are on a, we're under heavy spiritual assault and we can't see it. And the only way is, like we read in Isaiah in six, uh, chapter 62, those that brought it together, they brought it in together. The grain, the new wine, they brought it in together. It's not one individual. They brought it in together. This is a time where we got to come together to fight. The satanic system and his kingdom, Satan's kingdom is very united in coming against us. They're very united. I mean, they, you can't even, you can't even, man, you can't break that alignment. They're in full battle array against us, perfectly organized. They're not divided. They're perfectly focused on destroying the people of God because they know if we wake up and God does revive the church and wakes up dead bones and dry bones and all that, then he's going to have a problem for real. And that's what he's preventing. That's why he's infiltrated the church. So my question to everybody listening, watching, are you willing to take off those soiled garments and put on some clean ones and put the turban on your head, which is authority in Christ and meet the enemy at the gate. Me, brother Derek, brother Sal, 
We've had enough already. We're meeting them at the gates. That's it. And I know other brothers that are already, brothers and sisters that are already tired. We have to meet them at the gate. We have to meet the enemy at the gate. That's why there was always a watchman on the wall, right? Because that was the first line of defense. That's where the attack came through. The wall, the gate right there. The city gate in Israel was where the, all the commerce was at, the business was at, the, the community affairs, the nation's affairs. That's where we got to meet them. Forget about the politicians. We got to meet them at the gate in the spirit. And that's my, that's my encouragement to everybody listening and watching. Are you willing to let God sanctify you and meet the enemy at the gate? Anybody want to add uh, some last words? This one went in deep, man. For hey, real. man, let, let me add something to that soil garments thing real quick, man. Because, like, when, you know, when, it, it's funny when, when we get together and, and we start talking and, and pointing out things, uh, something will click in, in each other's mind and it'll bring something else to remembrance. But check this out when you're talking about soil garments, man. Uh, a person... Just say a person or or whoever people in general. Uh, if if they got the news that like some governor or some president or some very important important high ranking person is is gonna come and visit them at their house, what is the first thing that they do, man? They they go into that house and they start organizing and cleaning and 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 cleaning and sweeping in places that have never even been touched. You move the bed and uh, move behind the refrigerator under the stove. I've moved a lot of refrigerators and stoves, man. And I believe me, there's stuff back there that, you know, has been there for years, bro. (laughs) But, you know, you start cleaning in places where you know for a fact, bro, that these people aren't going to go look. But just in case, you know, I'm going to clean all that up just in case. For some reason, I don't want to be exposed. You go put clean clothes on, you shake, get a haircut. For people who 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 can't even do anything to you, bro. But we won't do that for God. Yep. God, we, we can't do that for God. We can't clean ourselves up for God. We can't go clean under uh, our stove and our refrigerator for God. We can't clean up things that are hidden in our hearts that we know that are secret sin for God. But we'll do... All these extra things for people who who can't even do anything to us, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amen. Uh, you know, I just want to say for brothers and sisters in Christ, if we're really serious about, you know, taking down Satan as a man and, and getting our children back, those that are unsaved and lost, you know, we're really thinking about, and I'm not talking some seven-man mountain, you know, dominionism. I'm, I'm speaking of on levels of community, man, and getting back that which the devil has stolen from us and protecting that which we are supposed to treasure, then we've got to come together as brethren, man. Don't think that God doesn't see the little tiny sins that we commit, man, the thoughts that we have. He sees what all of that what all do in the dark. And we've got to make it clear that God is no respecter of persons. So I, I really want to preach amalgamation. You know, the thing is, we don't have enemies in this world as far as the body of Christ is concerned. We're one body. We're one unit. And that's how God wants us to function. You know, so I really do hope in some ways that a lot of schisms, a lot of divisions and foolishness really fall by the wayside, man, because at the end of the day, with your head on a guillotine, you're not going to be worrying about 
yep. you know, this one or that one, you're going to understand who's truly with you and who serves the same God. And I can guarantee you, I don't care how tightly knit most ministry organizations are, I can assure you that there will be brethren and sisters that you think will walk in with you that will not be with you in that day. God's army is here, but it is not fully seen. And in little by little, he's going to put that body together the way that it should go. But even for a lot of people in our own camps, we may think that, oh, no, my brother, my brother, my sister. But the truth is, man, nah, this thing is going to turn everything over. And they're going to be snakes coming out of the midst that you wouldn't believe, man, is not your brother in Christ. So, man, you know, we need to drop the foolishness, man. Understand the mind games that the devil is playing, the strings that he's pulling. He's a puppet master. And if we're responding to that against brothers and sisters in Christ and all kinds of things, man, you just a little hook on this. You're, you're on his hook, man. And you don't even see it. So that's why, man, we got to put this mess down so that we can roll we can come against the devil full tilt in the heavens, all spiritual, you know, in order to get back that which was lost, because that's why Jesus Christ came. That's all I got, man. Amen. Amen. Anything you want to add, Brother Sal, before we close out? No, just, you know what, if if you're seeing this message, if you're if this is the first time that you're hearing something like this, it's for a reason. This is a divine appointment. This is something that that God has preordained for you to hear. And and we are not just sitting here uh, trying to blow smoke. We are serious about this. We're serious about the message. And you know what? God is serious and he loves you. And and he's serious about the judgment that he's bringing. Because the the word of God is, is real. The word of God is true. And he's looking for you. Don't. Don't worry about what you're going to gain in this life. Don't worry about, uh, you know, riches and, and things that are going to go away. Because guess what? When you die, you can't take anything with you anyways. The very clothes on your back are going to stay on your back when you're in that coffin. But you know what? If, uh, if you're serious, if you really love life, and if you really do want to live, I urge you this day to give your life to Jesus Christ. He is not boring. It, it, it is Christianity is exciting. There, there is not one dull moment in, in, in the Christian life because you know what? The, the devil will show you all kinds of fun things to do, like going to the club, getting drunk, taking drugs, listening to ungodly music, unholy music, uh, uh, filthy things. He, he'll promise you all these things, but those things, the only thing they do is lead to death. But if you want to live forever and you want to live in eternal uh, uh, happiness, give Jesus Christ a chance. He's calling you this day. He's tugging on your heartstrings. He's tugging at you. Every time that, that you feel convicted, that's the Holy Spirit calling you. Give your life to Jesus Christ, man, because you don't know. You might not have time to repent. You know, everybody says, so oh, not everybody, but a lot of people say, oh, you know what? I'm going to live the way I want and I'll just repent on my deathbed. How do you know? How do you know that you're going to make it to your deathbed? You know, uh, you fool. Jesus says, don't you know that your soul is required of you this night? You might get in an accident and never make it to your deathbed. So 
Give Jesus Christ a chance, man. I urge you. Amen, bro. I'm not even going to say anything besides that. This is episode six. This 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 message, I wanted to title it Bale's Last Stand, because I do believe that God is going to stir up the church. He is going to build his army. He did it before. We don't know when. We're praying for it. But it's his last stand. It's Baal's last stand. And we urge you. We beseech you, like the word says in the King James, <laughs> to turn to Christ in this hour. Why? Because we are in a spiritual war for our families, for our kids. Episode six, Baal's last stand. This is the truth first mission, state of the church and biblical prophecy. Be blessed, whatever country you're listening to us from. Thank you for listening in. If you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube later on, you can reach out uh, to Brother Derek. What's your what's your contact if you want to leave it for people with questions? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Sound the Trumpet Ministries, soundthetrumpetministries.com, um, email Derek Hallett, J at gmail.com. So, yeah. And uh, Brother Sal? Uh, Sal Pacheco, you can... Uh... Reach me by email at ministry at ministry of the firstborn at gmail.com. And uh, you could contact me through email if, if we, you want to talk or if you need to talk about anything. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you my phone number at that time. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening in, y'all. Brothers, thank you so much for joining us or for joining me, at, you know, at this, uh, this Friday night. It was a blessing to sharpen each other, definitely stir each other up as well. You know, I, I, I sense that anointing as well as we speak and we start just going back and forth, man. I think the Lord is, while we see a lot of darkness, man, in gross darkness, the glory of God is going to shine. And yeah. man, I can't wait. <laughs> man. I can't wait. God bless you guys. See you guys soon. Our next episode with uh, Brother Hallett and Brother Sai would be on modalism oneness pentecostalism the trinity of god so that's going to be a good one but till then god bless you thank you for watching in and tuning into episode six bale's last stand god bless you and see you soon bye-bye bless you all yes